One can only imagine the relief that King Hezekiah and the nation of Judah must have felt when the armies of Sennacherib began to decamp and leave the hills of Jerusalem. According to the scriptural account, the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 soldiers in one night. And apparently, whatever individuals of the army that were not killed returned back to Assyria. You can doubt that account if you will, but whatever your view of history, history does record that Assyria left Jerusalem. They did not destroy the city. Sennacherib departed and he returned back to Assyria and he died in Assyria about 20 years later. What kind of relief must that have been for Hezekiah and Judah? And then add to that Hezekiah, who had been sick nearly unto death. He is suddenly healed and his life is extended. And when all of that happens, we read in Isaiah 39 verse 2, At that time, Merodach Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he had heard that he had been sick and he had recovered. And Hezekiah was pleased with them, probably pleased with both the gift and the ambassadors from this great place called Babylon. Hezekiah was safe. He was alive. He was no longer sick. And the world that had been under the threat of Assyria was seemingly at rest for the first time in decades. And Hezekiah, the reforming king of a relatively small nation, was now something of a celebrity. When Assyria was moving against Judah, Judah had no chance of success. Assyria was larger and far more powerful than they were. There was no real reason in this world that Judah should be able to stand against the onslaught of the Assyrians. And then they were able to pull out something of a victory. Talk about an amazing underdog story. And now the leaders of other nations were reaching out and bringing gifts to Hezekiah. And the prince of Babylon shows up with a present for him. So what do you do? Well, you do what Hezekiah did. You show them around. You show them everything in your palace and under your rule. Isaiah 39 verse 2 says, Hezekiah was pleased with them and showed them the house of his treasure, the silver and the gold, the spices and the precious ointment and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house and in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show to them. That seemed like probably the right response. And then the good old buzz-killing prophet Isaiah came in, and we read this in verse 3. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say, and from where did they come to you? So Hezekiah said, They came to me from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown to them. And then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated unto this day shall be carried away to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. That was certainly not good news. After the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, the government of the United States commissioned a study to try to understand how such a devastating attack could have happened here in the U.S. When the commission 
report was released a couple of years later, it summed it all up as a, quote, failure of imagination. Who would have ever been able to think up such an amazing thing? Who would have ever thought that the greatest superpower in the world with a defense budget greater than the next 11 nations behind it combined could be brought to a standstill in two hours by the actions of 19 terrorists on four commercial airplanes. No one could have imagined that the great World Trade Center there in lower Manhattan would be brought down to the ground in one morning. It was a failure of imagination. Babylon, 2,700 years ago, was an ancient city in an ancient region, but next to Assyria, it was a relative non-issue. It was a client state or vassal of the much larger Assyria. I'm sure that Hezekiah, high off of his salvation from Assyria and his near-death illness, he could not have imagined Babylon becoming a major issue or threat, a colossal failure of imagination. But his failure extended far beyond one of just imagination. Hezekiah's response to the prediction of Isaiah was, in my humble opinion, reprehensible. We can read it right there in Isaiah 39, verse 8. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For Hezekiah said, at least there will be peace and truth in my days. Hezekiah has just received word that his nation, his people, his own descendants, are going to be carried away and castrated by the Babylonians. And his response is, well, I guess the word of the Lord is good. At least we're going to have peace for the rest of my days. It's the proverbial kick the can down the road situation. It's the idea of, well, I guess future generations will have to deal with that problem. Remember, this is the same Hezekiah that has just seen God move powerfully to answer his prayers. And instead of moving the heart of God a third time by his prayers, he says, well, everything's good now. We're not at war and I'm not sick. So I guess someone else will have to deal with that issue in a couple generations. It's hard to imagine that response. But that seems to be his hard-hearted response at that point. Something to think about. We'll see you next time. Thank you.